All right, hopefully this is uh, recording. Sorry about that, Mama T. Here we go. Take two, episode three, staycurious.org podcast. We got a live one in the books, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, unfortunately I poo-pooed that one, and uh, user error on my part. So we're going to bum rush, if you will, uh, what we talked about before, we we're talking about politics, religion, and, you know, no, I'm totally kidding. We, we missed a good one. I apologize that. And, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have episode 3.2, I guess is what we'll call it. But here we are again, Mama T, uh, give us a quick recap again. Who are you and why are you in my apartment? I am your mother. And I'm here to make sure that you're keeping this place clean. So far, so good. You like what you see? It's okay. Come on. I'm the cleanest child that you have. Yes, you are. It's awesome. It is. It is. It is. It is. Um, so going back to our previous conversation that unfortunately we didn't record, you know, you, we, we talked about your education as a child, seeing, you know, you have four beautiful children um, and their education um, in addition to having a, you know, blessing in, with, you know, the grandchildren that you have. But if you were to summarize, you know, the challenges and the, the, the pros and cons, if you will, from when you were in school to now, uh, what do you see? What do you see the problems? What do you see the cons are? Devices aside, technology aside, teachers aside, I mean, it, this isn't an easy conversation, but give me like one or two tidbits of, you know, what do you see from when you did it versus how the next generations are doing it? When I was in school uh, in the, when I graduated school in the 60s, um, it was a uh, Everybody was going to college. Everybody uh, talked about going to college. I mean, as far as I remember, you know, um, I guess college has always kind of been a big thing. With you, when I married and had my own children. I, I am still your oldest, correct? I am the, the oldest. You, you are the oldest. That I know of or you know of? That I know of. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, college was still a thing, but I never believed personally in the whole college, everybody's got to go to college to be smart uh, aspect of things. I always felt like some people were made for college, some people were not. And I tried to with you kids, I mean, you were all fairly good students, some better than others, but I mean, I didn't have any. How big dare you <laughs> talk about my siblings like that, mother? You know, we were all geniuses. Yes, you were all geniuses, like 6.0 GPAs. You were awesome. Not. But, um,. I never kind of, I never wanted to push you to any of you that you have to go to college because I didn't want you to feel that if you didn't go that you were a disappointment or a failure because I really 
don't believe that everyone that college is for everyone. If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be an engineer, if you want, there are so many things that yes, you do need to go to college because you do need the higher education, the mathematics, the uh, the technical skills, the technical skills. Yeah, but there are so many other professions that I don't believe that you need college for that it is literally on-the-job training and common knowledge number one common knowledge and number two on-the-job training there are just some things that school can't teach you you know even when you become a doctor you don't go you don't become a doctor by reading books you're doing your internships you're doing surgeries at the side of another doctor or first you're watching surgeries and then you're helping with them and then you're performing them you know it's all basically on the job training and there are some professions that you just do not need the expense and the time that it takes for a college education there are ways to get that your cousin trey is a perfect example of that. Of, of course, that. he. he I think that, uh, um, you know, I hope I hope you got to listen to, you know, my, my my previous rant and ramble on the podcast episode too about you know, uh, creative destruction, if you will. But I think that's something that I talked about, and it's not me reinventing the wheel, just kind of bringing it to you know the, the tip that is that that is here. Um, low skill, what is classified as low-skilled workers are always going to be needed. And I think there's a stigma about low-skilled versus high-skilled. And, you know, when if you could take that stigma away, you know. Yes. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Right. I, I object. I Scoot into the microphone. I don't like the, the low-skilled workers thing. Because the term. The, the, term. the term. Okay. Because take a plumber. Take an electrician uh, and any other number of skills. Okay. okay. They do things that you couldn't do, that I couldn't do, and I consider myself not necessarily formally educated, but I feel like I'm a smart woman. But I don't know how to fix that uh, leaky faucet in my bathroom that. Uh, needs a complete rebuild or how to to put a a whole new outlet in my uh, room that needs another outlet uh, I find objection with that I mean of course I do too I do too because it, it, it there's it, it, there's a in uh, um, um, an indirect like rating system, it sounds like it's it, it it's prejudice in a way. It's like if we, oh, you have a low skilled job or blue collar, white collar job. I think that's misleading, and I, I that's what I'm trying to with this project, with myself in general, my own personal experience. Like I think that's what I'm trying to like take away from people's education. Like you're right, I couldn't fucking change the plumbing in my house right now. Because I don't have the technical skills. I could do a DIY, but I would do it piss poorly. I don't think there's anything negative about low-skilled, what is classified as low-skilled, 
and I don't think there's anything glorious about high skill. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that system anymore. It's comes back down to being able to make a living. Are you happy with what you're doing? Are you accepting of what you're doing? So, you know, I agree with you and I, I, I apologize to interrupt you, but like I, I, when I use those terms, those aren't terms that I'm making up. Those are terms that have been in society for the last two, three decades. And since, and, and been the prime motivation why I went to college. I went to college, you know, graduated high school in 1997, and both sets of grandparents, Mumi and Uki, Mama and Pop, both told me, both have different drastic lifestyles, but both told me, go to college. That was like, you know, the, the reward system. And when yeah. we went to Outer Banks this summer, you and I watched the Netflix series, you know, Patriot Act with that, you know, that dude. And he did the little thing about the, 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 the price of college and the product that you're getting. When I went to college, there was a, th- uh, a reward of like being proud and like, yes, you will get another job. Now, that's just a, 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 a factory. Yeah, I think for that sure. Is, that's that's the problem. I'm not saying discrediting college. What I'm saying is you go to college, great, but everyone's got a degree. You're not special anymore. And the the adverse or inverse, I don't know what the correct term is, but like look at the pandemic now. You know, this this leveler of really like making you look at like what your fucking choices were of profession and lifestyle choices. You're looking at it now. Uh, now we all need those low-skilled workers to fucking get up and get their shit done. And I don't mean that in like a a, a dis like a disconcerting or condescending way, but like that low th- classified like I'm air parentheses right now or air quotes right now. Low-skilled worker; those are the backbone of our country. Absolutely, because and I think that's a problem. Yeah, of course, because without those air parentheses, low-skilled low workers, you wouldn't have a friggin' college to go to. You wouldn't have a hospital to go to when you're sick. You wouldn't have a house to live in, an apartment complex. You couldn't function. You couldn't, you couldn't live live function. Like yeah. Society couldn't function without these so-called low-skill workers. It's not low-skill. It's not low skill. Uh, it's technical skills. Yeah, you wouldn't have highways. You couldn't get he- from here to D.C. in six hours on an interstate if it wasn't for these supposedly low skill workers. And I, I, I personally, I feel bad that 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 term is even used because. It's derogatory. Those, it's derogatory. It has a negative connotation. Yeah. Low skilled workers are what run this friggin' country. Truckers. Tra- train train people who, you know, train engineers. Um you take the basically the uneducated, you know, that graduated from high school, or maybe they didn't. Maybe they got their GED, you know. You take those people out of the mix, this country would fall apart. Of course. I mean, but isn't that d- what isn't that what this pandemic and, and and not to get into the pandemic specifically, but it has been the the push to make us move, if you will, that has exposed that vulnerability. I think that maybe what it may have done, hopefully, is 
make people realize that you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to make yourself a good life. I have known people personally. Your schooling doesn't make you rich. Your education does. Yes. Your education is basically your pension. That's basically what the, the, the new... The new norm is going to be proven by this pandemic, and it wasn't the pandemic; it was everything else. But yes, your education is your pension. That's where you're going to make your money. That's Ex- where you're going to make your your livelihood moving forward. Yes, exactly. So, with with that said and done, obviously, I, I think how old do you say you were? You're 39. Yeah, I, um, I'm coming up to 40. Coming up on 40. Uh, that's miraculous because I'm 41. But hey, you know, we'll do the math later. But, you know, with, with with your beautiful... That's where education comes in. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not really good at math. I've Algebra. Or geometry, whatever. I got a protractor here. Calculus. Calculus. <laughs> but, you know, like this, this is the, this is the beauty of it. And I, I, I apologize for, for not being able to record the first version of this. But, like, this is, the, this is me personally, like, I'm clueless about this because I, I am... I'm probably I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb, uh, the craziest out of the four, maybe. Uh, we've got one or two that are right up there with you. <laughs> I mean, they're all crazy. <laughs> I mean, we all love them to death. But you know, I you know I I am I'm the one that uh, has has more time for my solo self. Uh, no kids, no marriage, no significant others. You know, so I do I I've led a different life, and 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 right or wrong, it, that's not the 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 point we're talking about, but. I do believe in education. I do believe in like lifelong learning. Um, is that the COVID? You better not be fucking coughing in my. It's not the COVID. It fucking better not be the Rona. <laughs> it's pneumonia. It's neuronia. <laughs> hey, neuronia. <Yeah. laughs> um, but you know, you know, talking with you about this is great because it's like, I, I have only had my own experience. Um, I do see a, a, a huge problem with the current education system, you know, multiple holes, multiple opportunities to be better. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, the third podcast in for this little uh, project of mine, you know, there's definitely no goal of this conversation except take up 30 minutes of the listener's time and hopefully get in, you know, a blended experience with, you know, uh, w- what generation are you? Generation, you're, you're baby boomer, aren't you? I think so. I think I'm a baby boomer. I Six might be on the cusp. Sixties, sixties was the baby boomers. You're definitely not Gen X. No, I'm, I'm Gen X. I'm not Gen X. So uh, we're we're not going to talk about what Gen I am. Yeah, well, let, let's talk about that real quick. So you're Gen X. No, you're 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 baby boomer. You're baby boomer, born in a in in, in a time frame where you're like education is like the goal. Schooling is the goal. Get a degree, do something. You wanted to be a hairdresser. You didn't do that. You couldn't do that. You weren't supported. You've seen us. You've promoted us, supported us. Uh, you got four beautiful, lovely children, or at least one out of four. <clears throat> it's me. <laughs> um, and uh, you've seen multiple, you know, little little meat sacks come out for this new generation. I mean, what, what what do you think? I mean, is is are are is do you see the system changing? You say you, you reference in our you know offline conversations about technology and devices, but do you really see a difference in terms of how the education process is happening? 
and like what is being fed to them? Do you see a difference between you, um, you know, the, the children that you made and, 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 and the grandchildren? Or do you, do you see a shift? Or do you just see like the same cycle over and over again? I just basically see the, see the same cycle. I mean, I can't honestly say that from when I was in school to when you were in school to my grandchildren. Yes, the technology has changed. And yes, uh, you know, I guess it even started with you when uh, you were in school. And I know you and I have talked about this, me trying to help you with your math homework when we came here from Germany, when your dad, you know, when we came back from Germany and I was trying to help you with your math homework and I was trying to tell, say, well, this is how you do it. And you were telling me, no, that that's not how they, they tell us to do it. We do it, they do it different. You know, I mean... The teaching methods have changed, I guess, maybe. But I don't think education has changed. I mean, it's still the same type of thing. Yeah. Do you see it, you know, and, and, and I, I ask this question because I am, you, you know me, I'm, I have a bachelor's uh, of arts. I basically have a BA and BS. Um, I'm not a teacher. I'm not an educator. I'm a project manager. I have my own kind of like professional experience, experience. But do you see this process? Do you, do you, when I ask you, do you see a difference between schooling versus education? Do you understand like what I'm saying? Or do you, do you see like the two as the same? Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard one for me to wrap my head around. I know that you see them different, differently. Um, schooling, I think, is what you learn in school. Uh, the rote stuff, you know, your multiplication tables, your history, whatever, whatever it is they teach these days. Um, I think education can go beyond that. Um, it's your interests. It's, it's what you're interested in, what you can educate yourself in. Um, you can either delve into it deeply or just kind of, oh, I'm kind of interested in that. I want to learn a little bit of something like that. You can educate yourself in certain things. Um, No, I think schooling is, is schooling. It's what you learn in school. Education, while they overlap, I think education goes beyond schooling. You know, it's like Beth's little guy, Lincoln. You know, he loves anything with wheels on it. That child, he's two years old, and he loves wheels. He just wants to play with wheels and puzzles. He loves puzzles. Now, he, you know, you can educate him in that, in the, the wheel thing and how things go together. That's not something that he's going to learn in school. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? I do, the, I do, I do. The so no, I don't, I guess education and schooling is not the same. Okay, so let me let me read you a quote. Um, again, no, we're not going to hold your feet to the fire yet. Um, oh yes, you are. Well, I mean, after the podcast, yeah, you got to, yeah, we're going to fess up and get you corrected here. But uh, a, a quote. There's a quote by Carl Sagan, and do you know who Carl Sagan is? Uh, yeah, I know who Carl Sagan is. Okay, just double checking, double checking, Mama T, slow your roll. But there's a quote that he says, uh, you go to talk to kindergartners or first grade kids, you find a class full of science enthusiasts, and they ask deep questions. They ask, what is a dream? Why do we have toes? Why is the moon round? What is the birthday of the world? Why is the grass green? These are profound and important questions. They just bubble right out of them. And then you go to talk to 12th graders, and there's none of that. They become incurious. Something terrible has happened between kindergarten and 12th grade. Now, those are not my words. This is not the onus or the, the origin of this project. But I read this quote a while ago, and that resonates with me. Because I remember being a child. I remember having these types of you know questions. And it wasn't to ask or defy. It was, yes, I'm curious. And... I, I, I don't want to hype this word up and, and, and saturate it or make it seem less important, but there was a curiosity, and there is a debate whether curiosity is an innate behavior versus an emotion, and let's table that. Let's just go back to the fact that, like, questions. You asked questions, and you take a young mind as a kindergartner or first grader and then by the time they get into this 12th grade situation, they're not asking questions anymore. They're just pursuing rewards. I want to make money. I want to get good grades. I want to have these external rewards. And yes, I will agree there is something to be said or gained from that. However, that transition in a short amount of time at such a developmental point out of a person's life i mean i i don't understand how we're still shoveling the shit on students we're basically bridling their curiosity and creativity we're putting blinders on them and saying this is what you need to do and i i i speak ignorantly i don't know what other cultures other countries are doing but at least from my education system yes i did it i succeeded I got a diploma, I got a bachelor's degree, and I'm not poo-pooing any teacher, I'm not poo-pooing any student, I'm not poo-pooing anything, and, and talking shit to anybody that is dedicated to that profession, but I do see a freaking huge problem with this quote by a man that was 20 years before me of, we're not fostering, we're not encouraging students to ask better questions. We're teaching them to like seek the right answers. We're basically curating the questions that they should be asking. And that, you know, it is a problem for me. And again, I'm speaking ignorantly. I don't have children. I don't know what it's like. I know it's time consuming. So, I mean, how do you, you know, observationally uh, how do how do you how do you how do you look at me, you know, you're sitting, you're my mother, you made me, 
you, you've seen 40 years in the making, and you're, you're, you're seeing this dude trying to do what he does. How, how do you – how? What, what do you say about that? Right or wrong, I mean, there, there's got to be something to be said about this stymieing of curiosity and creativity. We're, we're not fostering. We're basically saying, that's great. Don't ask those questions. Go do this. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's true. But, I mean, those questions, the curiosity of children, they're, they're questions that are basically unanswerable. I mean, because... But do you think there's something there, to be said about the practice of curiosity or creativity? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't stymie it, do you know? I mean, why is the grass green? Well... We know why the grass is green. Uh, you know why? I don't. I still don't. <laughs> Photosynthesis and that's a five dollar word. I know because you know. because I'm not as dumb as I look. Well, you're as skinny as you look. That's for damn sure. You being pulled. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, that's a, that is a question that can be answered, and you can explain that. To a ch- to a child, you know, why is the moon? There there are questions that that can be be answered, but the ones that can't be, you know, I don't think you should dismiss them. I believe that you should be honest and say, well, I don't know why, but why don't we find out together? Why don't we try find out together? Because then we'll both know. No, keep, how, keep going. but I don't think that teachers uh, are generally, you know, when you have a classroom full of children, I, I don't think teachers are equipped for that. Well, I don't think teachers are trained for that, and I don't think the edge. This is where, again, I'm not a teacher. I don't have an education background. I read. I'm a nerd, you know, with this stuff. You know, I don't have the distraction and responsibility some other people have, but, like, I do care. And I just don't think teachers are given the support and the back, the backing to have that type of support. You know? You ask these questions, and, yes, I understand. I had a, di- I, I had a dialogue with a, a, a female friend or uh, online acquaintance on, on Instagram for a post regarding, you know, education and whatnot, and, you know, it was about education versus schooling, and, you know, her, her default scenario was throw more money, you know, you know we, if we can spend billions of dollars on de- America's defense and military, then we can spend more money on schools, and yes, there's, there's a, there is validity in this conversation. I do believe, though, throwing more money at schools is not going to be the problem. I think the big issue is... No, that's not going to be the answer to the problem. I, I don't think any more money thrown no. at, at at schools is the, is the the problem. I think the issue is fostering curiosity, curating curiosity to what's in front of them. If you don't give a shit about science, but that's like your schooling that you have to go to to get a good grade, I'm sorry, you got to capitulate. But you have to have curiosity with the teachers as well. 100%. It's not, ju- it's not just... The students, like the kindergartners, the first graders, you're, the you're absolutely. It's an advanced curiosity. I think that's yes. the part that's being. I think that's a part that's being poo pooed. 
I think that's a part that's like the opportunity that's being missed with the current education. I think that is being missed. Instead of saying, hey, what are you curious about? A curio- your education, your learning style is as unique as a snowflake. And I don't mean it in the sensitive type of like you're like going to be offended. Uh, yeah. It's just unique. Some people are visual. Some people are, are, are auditorial. Some people are shitty listeners. But you put a fucking set of Legos in front of them and they can get it done. I'm not that teacher. I'm not an expert. I don't have a degree in education. All I know is that learning styles are different. It didn't. I didn't realize that until I got into college. And so I spent K through 12 compulsory schooling in this system that was designed for me to get good grades, to make my teachers happy, to make my parents happy, to make everybody else happy. And it wasn't until I got out of that system and had that opportunity of choice to go to higher education that I saw that, you know what, I don't have the skills that I needed. I wasn't taught. And it had nothing to do solely with my parents or my schooling system. It's just a complex system, but yet we have this kind of fast food nation of, you know, schooling, and uh, get it learned. Get it learned, and I, I I think there's a difference between memorization and repeat, versus like your Knowing. education. Yeah, that is a problem for me, especially now when we have. You know, on, on multiple layers, it's just like I don't see people wanting to be educated anymore. I see people wanting to be smart for the reward of more money, fame, or some internal value. And I think that is a, a, a slippery slope today. You know, it's been a slippery slope. And when you look at the pandemic or what it has done in terms of forcing teachers and students to stay at home, you have a very fundamental opportunity, like a, 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 a grassroots opportunity. You have K through 12 children that are at home learning emotional intelligence, critical thinking, problem solving before they're, you know, even in this kind of real world and you're teaching them reward systems. I do see that as a problem. I'm not saying it's a bad 100% negative issue. I'm just saying, if there was any type of like balanced sharing or learning, it might be better. And again, the education system where we're at right now, it's like the Titanic. You can't turn it like a speedboat. It's not going to turn on a dime. I don't want to say anything negative about anyone that's dedicated their life to education because I've talked to my handful of teachers and they're like, you don't know. And I don't. I don't know. But what I do know is that what we're doing is based off of 100 years ago. And we're not going to fucking change unless the teachers and everyone collectively is like, hmm, what else can we do? Well, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I do agree that education has to change with the times. But unfortunately, right now that the times are changing so quickly that education can't keep up, couldn't keep up with it. So that's a great question. So, or a great milestone. So what do you think about this? And this isn't advocating anything like draconian or whatever, but like 
I look at education right now. This project that I've built and, and come up with <clears throat> is designed to foster your own curiosities, whether you're K through 12 compulsory schooling or outside of college, low collar, blue skilled, low skilled. I don't give a shit what skills you have. Are you curious? Are you asking questions? There's a difference between the people that are seeking answers that are asking questions. And if you have two groups in front of me that are seeking something, I'm going to lean into the people that are asking questions versus the people that are seeking answers. An answer is only for a finite problem. It's only for a finite time. But if you ask the right question, you can carry that throughout your whole life and get different answers at different times. For sure. You know, and as, as, a, as a project manager, my professional career, that is something that I am taking in with a grain of salt. I, I do, I'm, I'm not looking for the right answer. I'm making sure I'm asking the right questions, and my success has been from asking the right questions. And I think that philosophy, maybe, what, what's another term for philosophy, Monty? Philosophy. Philosophy. <laughs> um, I think that type of thinking is not being promoted in education now. It's not a question of like, hey, can you ask better questions? Can you ask better questions to get a better solution? It's what is the right answer? Show us your work. And I think that in return is hindering education. Schooling is a different thing. If you want to get good grades, good marks, and good certificates, 100%. But you know, maybe we're getting off on a tangent here. We, we, you know, this is take two. I understand that, but like, I just don't, I don't see it anymore. And I, I, I do take. There's a little bit of a personal skin in the game. You know, I don't want to see the next generations coming through and like be blaming the generations that came before them. You know that that sucks. That sucks a bag of uh, eggplants. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like blame. I, I like accountability. That will happen because that happens with every generation. Every but, every generation blames the generation before for. But do you think that do you think though that that comes back? Do you think that it would be possible to have a generation that is like you know what? Thank you, but we got it from here, and we're gonna take it. Like we're gonna and we're not gonna blame. We're just gonna change the game. Like that's where I look at it. It's like we're asking better questions. We're not a question about blaming. We're saying, y'all did it, but, but this is it. This is well, our yeah. definitive mark. I think that every generation, every generation says that, okay? So you think this is just like a, a hamster wheel? I, well, I think that every generation just has a different agenda. Okay. You know, a different interest, a, a different, uh, my, my generation uh, of, young people, you know, baby boomers and whatnot, it was build, build a, a better life. You know, I mean, just build, build a better life. You, you left home and you wanted to, you didn't want to go backwards. You wanted to leave your home and have as much as you had at home and more. And build on that and be bigger and better. I think that every generation has their agenda. 100%. 
You are absolutely 100%. Every, every group. Uh, my parents were children of the Second World War. So they wanted better, and they, they did. They made better than their lives were during the Second World War. They struggled. They did things, uh, you know, that maybe they didn't want to do to build a better life. And and they did. They They took it to the next level from their parents. They did the My, best they could. They did the best that they could with what they were given. Of course. The same with the baby boomers. They did the best that they could with what they were given and the way that they changed the world. Well, they knew and how to. That they knew how to. And I think it's the same with every generation. With education, you know, for you, that's very important. And you... You can hang with like-minded people. Um, and to be, you know, I really don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Well, I don't think there is a right answer, you know. I, I, I do believe that the best answer is to have, you know, to be technical, dialectic thinking. You know, I know that's a... That's like a big-ass word. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it at what Walmart. Is what is dialectic thinking? Uh, just a bit the ability to uh, like talk to somebody and understand someone's perspective and see it, but you don't have to agree with it, but you fully understand where they're coming from. And I think that's a big problem with m today's generations. And, and it's not millennials, XYZs, or ZYs, or X, you know, X Gen, or, or baby boomers. I just think that type of thinking of, being able to speak to somebody and understand them without the experience is... I get you, but I don't agree with you. Yeah, that's like, you know, dialectic. I, I, I could be wrong in terms of my examples, but like, from what I understanding in my 41 years, like, I'm a dude. I'm a 41-year-old dude, you know? I can talk about women or minority uh, experiences, but like I'm not going to ever talk or say, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're going through. I'm not going to be that ignorant. The only well, yeah, way, yeah. The only way that I can do it and and learn is shut the fuck up and just hey, you're my mother. I'm not going to say I know what it's like to be a parent. I've read a couple books. Sorry, that's not going to fucking cut it. And that's the di that's my understanding of dialectic thinking. Maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I, I will. Well, I'm going to look that up on the Internet as soon as we're done. I know you are. But after we watch The Queen's Gambit, because that's a badass show, and we'll go round two because I love that show. Um, but that dialectic thinking is, you know, I think what's not being taught, it's not a question about, like, asking the right questions to get a better understanding from external circumstances. It's, oh, you're different. And I'm going to draw the line in the sand. And I think that type of thinking has been taught for multiple generations. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, but I do believe that is part of the cause of why we are here. You know, call it a pandemic, call it political. I don't give a shit. But the fact is, is that I don't buy, you know, education is a one stop all fit all. Education is yours. Schooling is what you're given. 
personalized education is what you choose. Exactly. And, and that's what I, with this project, what I am trying to do, promote. That's what I want. It doesn't matter about me and my vanity. It doesn't matter. This is not my immortality project of like what I look at me. I just want people to be able to talk to people, have a conversation like you and I are doing with parents, with siblings, with peers, and have a discussion. I mean, if you look back at history, look at Plato, look at like the, the Greeks and the Romans, the, the mind was the weapon back then. Well, they, yeah, because they didn't have all the distractions that we have. Yeah, they didn't have Grindr, Tinder, and exactly. Facebook. They didn't have all that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, they went into a, a forum, a amphitheater, or whatever, and talked. That they sat around but and talked. But the mind talked. was a weapon back then, and now it's and now it's treated like a like a cattle. Like people, it's well, people don't talk anymore because they don't know how to talk without being offended. People don't. People can't have a conversation about anything without getting their panties in a bunch or their their jock well, straps. Well, no, I up. and I agree. But that's I've, where the dialectic thinking comes in, and I think that's the part with even just talking with you. I mean, how many conversations have we had where we're not butting heads, but we ultimately come to agree to disagree? But there's no love lost. There's no. There's no like. Solid. There's n the solitude or the the lack of agreement isn't a lack of appreciation or respect for the other person. It's just like agree to disagree. I still love you. You're my mother. I'm your son, and I'm your favorite son by that. And you have to love me anyway, because I am yes, your mother. Yeah, that's that, apparently that's how it goes. But um, you know that type of you know for lack of sense transaction is not being taught anymore. It's as soon you know there's I, I feel. As soon as you come up to someone else that has a definitive like opinion, there's a, a, a line in the sand drawn, and they are like the enemy. And as soon as you draw that line in the sand, unless they are on the same sa side, I think that's a problem. I think people with ha like opposite opinions are looked down upon. You and I could have political connotations or debates, religious, whatever. And there's not a question of, like, what's better for the country. It's like, you're red, you're blue, I'm red, I'm blue, whatever. And I don't think that type of, like, we're part of the same system, you know, the, the, the feathered aspect of, like, you know, we're we'll we'll still, we are still the same feathers of the same bird. Yeah. Is not being, like, adhered to. And no. this isn't political. This isn't, like, anything but that. We're talking about education, and I think this comes back to the whirlpool analogy that I was, you know, referring to. It's not mine. It's not. I'm not creating something new. A whirlpool is definitive. It's a definitive form, but always in motion, and that's what your education should be. And a lot of people treat education as a, a trophy that you put on the shelf. I got a fucking degree from. Harvard, I got a degree from Kent, I got a degree from wherever, I'm technical skilled, I'm low skilled, high skilled. I got a degree from life. Yeah, exactly. That's what we should fucking do on here, huh? A life degree. Life degree. Yes, I'm down with that. How much should we charge? Oh, I don't know. Like a 12-pack of Truly? No, a bottle of gin or something. A bottle of gin? Yeah, bottle of gin and a six-pack of um, Fever Tree Tonic it would be Ooh. fine. We could do that. And a couple of wines. 
start sending the limes. Anyways, um, obviously, we have lots to discuss. Mama T, the first guest on staycurious.org. We will have multiple and hopefully many conversations with Mama T coming up. Um, I don't know what else to say to wrap this thing up. Uh, hopefully, this recorded. It was a great time with my Mama T. Thank you. We got to thank uh, Luca Italian Cuisine for the stiff drinks and Gerard. He was a dope ass bartender. As always. As always. Mama T, you got any closing words? Andy's cute. Even with a mask on. Oh, my goodness. Anything else besides that? Yeah, I can't wait to go back after the pandemic's over and I can see what he really looks like. (laughs) It's been fun. Thank you, Mama T. I love you. I truly appreciate it. I've been waiting to get to you here forever. I know. I'll be back. I know, but thank you for so but much for next time. We're me. not talking about education, though. We're going to talk about something fun. Yeah, of course. The sixties. We'll bring the sixties <laughs> into it. The sixties education. But uh, Mama T, I again truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. I this means a lot. It really does. Um, I should have recorded better the first time or the second time that we've done this, but it really means a lot to see you sitting here and looking at you. I love you to death. Um, I'm glad that you're here. I hope to get our siblings here and, you know, whatever comes out of this project is, it is what it is. But anyone listening, please go ask your siblings, go ask your parents, go ask anybody that you care about. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Challenge them. What ask are you them questions. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Do not be scared to ask questions. That is the whole point of this life is to ask questions. Collect questions. Collect as many questions as you can. Put them in a little box and save them. And then reevaluate them 5, 10, 20 years from now. Do not worry about the answers. The answers will serve you when you're there. Ask the questions. Enjoy your life. And at the end of the day, just be happy and Stay curious. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.